You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Hello folks, welcome to the WPM. This is your host, and uh, today, in this uh, particular podcast, we're going to be talking about the upcoming WWE Women's Tournament. Uh, it should be said that it is, uh, it should be reported, I should say, that Triple H has more or less confirmed that the Women's Tournament will take place, more than likely, in the summer of uh, 2017, and it can be assumed that they're going to uh, follow suit of everything that they've done already. The, the, the formula has worked. There's no reason for them to change right now. Or no reason for them to change, period. It's been relatively successful. But following suit of the uh, WWE Cruiserweight Classic, the 32-man uh, tournament that took place, and uh, they got guys from all over the world, uh, the, all these great cruiserweights from every corner of the country that they can, uh, uh, every corner of the globe, I should say, that they could possibly get. And if you haven't seen that, if you got the WWE Network and you haven't sat down and watched that, you really should. I know that's, uh, it's, it's been there for a while, and I can't imagine anybody that would be listening to this that hasn't seen it. But if you haven't, uh, go shoot over there and check that out. A lot of great matches in that. Um, also, of course, they had the UK tournament, which took place uh, recently, January 14th and 15th. It was a two-day tournament. They've already crowned their champion. And much like the Cruiserweight Classic, they kind of pulled out the, the best talent that they could that existed within the UK and uh, kind of slapped them into that. And so we can relatively assume that the, the formula will not change. They will, the WWE is probably going to go – throughout the uh, independent circuit here and abroad and uh, pick out some of the best lady wrestlers that they can possibly find and have them participate in this tournament. So what I would like to do here is uh, go through uh, the names of people that I think should be in the tournament. Of course, there, there are no actual leads. Nobody has confirmed or denied or anything like that and said, yeah, I'm, I'm going or uh, whatever the case may be. I, I believe that they have already put feelers out from what I've read, uh, to see who they could possibly get a hold of. Again, none of this stuff has been confirmed. It's all uh, essentially hearsay. So, you know, what, what we're going to do here is just kind of go through the list of some of the, the ladies that exist out there on, on the circuit. Now, for this uh, particular list that is being created, uh, the names are based on women who have already earned reasonable reputations on the circuit and uh, pretty much known more or less as being good, great wrestlers, uh, which, again, that seems to be the M.O. of uh, the WWE at this point. They're certainly not going to, in my view, go out of their way to grab somebody who's just either just gotten into the business or not well-trained enough. I mean, that speaks for itself. Um, uh, when I, I say that in relation to, uh, let's say, the, the, the 
let's use WoW as an example. You know, all due respect to WoW, women of wrestling or women of wrestling superheroes. For for a while there, uh, a lot of the ladies that they had on their their show, a good chunk of which were not trained. Uh, you know, they weren't real seasoned. And and I don't mean the ones that they've recently gotten a hold of, like Jesse Bell and Amber O'Neill and Santana Garrett and so on and so forth. Now those ladies are trained. Uh, I meant the ones that they got expressly for the show, like Frost. Although she's a, a good athlete, she probably literally has four matches in total underneath her belt, and that's in a five-year span. So when I say you know they're, they're probably going to be looking for. Uh, the most well-trained, not necessarily big personalities or something like that. Uh, we're we're going to scratch the women that have been on platforms such as WoW off of that list, uh, the, except for the ones that have already had wrestling underneath them. Um, I'm also going to be excluding women who are under contract to other organizations like Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling. You know, as much as I would like to see Kelly Klein, who I think is a, is a great wrestler, and, and Madison Rain, who also thinks is a great wrestler, show up on the WWE Network, uh, I think their their current contractual situation basically makes them ineligible. Uh, you know, being tied up as a uh, as a TNA knockout and tied up within Women of Honor is very unlikely that we will see them unless they. Unless they jump ship, I mean, it is not it's not unheard of, and it's not like we haven't seen it before. You know, once the opportunity of the WWE comes knocking to somebody, they they have found ways out of their contracts, or or they let the contract lapse, and next thing you know, they're there. I mean, look at Mandrews or Mark Andrews, who who right up until that tournament was happening had been broadcast on television as an Impact wrestler in the uh, X division, and then all of a sudden he's in the UK tournament. So it's not impossible, but until we officially know that some of these people are out of their contracts, we're going to leave them alone. Um, also, women that are, will be excluded will be the ones that have already been signed and reportedly signed to the WWE. Now, we know for a fact that Kimberly, Heidi Lovelace, and Andrea uh, have all signed to the WWE. They posted the picture. They're, they're there at the Performance Center. So it's not as if it's unlikely that we will not see them in the tournament anyway. Uh, so there's really no reason to hash that. They're they're already there. They're already in the system. So, you know, it, it'd be great. I, I would love to see Kimberly show up and, and wrestle in the tournament. The other thing that we don't know is we don't know um, how big this tournament is going to be. Are they actually going to go for, you know, a, a full day? Are they going to do the two days like they did in the U.K.? Are they going to stretch it out over weeks like they uh, did with the uh, Cruiserweight Classic? Is it going to be 32 women? Is it going to be 16? Is it going to be eight? So, you know, it's really, really difficult to kind of go and cherry pick names because you don't know how far out, how abroad you're supposed to go. I mean, I'm trying to set certain parameters to myself uh, so that I don't just shoot all over the place. Another thing I forgot to mention is that I won't be picking out women from outside of the U.S. boundaries. Now, the reason behind that is that I, I'm kind of limited on some of them. I mean, there, there are some great names that I, that I come across online, but most of what I know about them I have read and I have not had access to the actual match. So uh, despite that they appear to be great talents, or I should say I have limited access to their matches. So despite the fact that I've seen like one or two matches uh, 
from people like Rio O'Reilly and uh, Kelly Skater. Well, Kelly Skater actually wrestles here quite a bit. But um, despite the fact that um, I've had access to them and to see some of the matches, some of it has been fairly limited, and I don't want to make a judgment off of that. So I'm going to stick to the ones that are right here within the uh, the country, the United States. Okay, so let's get to the list. And uh, if you have any other names or suggestions, I would really like to see it. Uh, feel free to drop a line uh, at the the bottom of the page. I don't know where you're listening to this. I know it's going up on YouTube, so you can leave it in the comments below. Or if you're listening to this on our Facebook group uh, or Facebook page, I say, uh, you can uh, leave your comments also down below. Uh, so, or if you're getting this on Podbean, you might as well just go ahead and get the plugs out of the way. You can you can check out this podcast and other podcasts on podbean.com. You can uh, go to iTunes if you're an iTunes subscriber and find our, our podcast that way. Just search out WPN and it will pull itself up and you will be able to hear this among some other interviews of uh, some of the ladies, some of which I'm about to name. Uh, Again, YouTube, we always have that. If you're listening to this on YouTube and you can't really sit down and, and watch or listen to the whole thing, there will be a link below. You can always scroll down and hit that link and just download the MP3. And, of course, uh, the, the WPN Wrestling website, which uh, all of the podcasts and the videos and articles and things like that go up. So you got a couple of different options here. And, of course, not just for, for these interviews or, or these podcasts that we like to do. That There are several other things. Uh, working on merchandise. Got to put that out there. Working on merchandise to uh, put out for the WPN site. So if you like supporting the ladies uh, of the wrestling industry, particularly, the, of course, the independent circuit, which is basically what we deal with, if you like supporting them, then, uh, you know, Drop by our site, get watch a watch a video, pick out an interview, download that you know because the the numbers matter and it does help push uh, some of the the additional future things that we're going to do. So we we like having that around. All right, now we got that out of the way. Let's get to it. Here's the list. I'm gonna go through uh, roughly about ten ladies. I, I, I actually may have one or two more uh but some of these are going to be put into honorable mention and the first thing and in no particular order let, let's get that out no particular order so i'm not saying one's better than the other or anything like this and this is not about who i would necessarily like to see in the tournament uh because there's plenty of people that i like but you know we're, we're going to go with people that i think should be there based on years in talent so on and so forth uh, top of that list, Mercedes Martinez, the Latina sensation, former, uh, well, uh, I'm not going to say former, but shimmer champion. She has been in this game for a long time. And I don't say that to say that she's, you know, past her prime or anything like that. She wrestles as good as she ever has. Uh, she's still, you know, a, a great name out on the circuit, uh, has gone, you know, practically built uh, WSU on her shoulders as one of the longest reigning champions. Uh, I just go ahead and say, you know, she she made Jessica Havoc in, in integrating her into the feud that they had at WSU, passing the championship on to her before she essentially left the company. Mercedes, the fact that she hasn't been signed to uh, a major 
national wrestling promotion is a bit of a crime. <laughs> let's just let's just put that out there. She, she hasn't. She's been on WWE, and you, I think you can find a match that she wrestled on a Sunday Night Heat uh, some years ago against Victoria. But that's basically about it. She, I don't think she's uh, showed up on not even the knockouts, knockdown. And I, and I cannot believe that they would not have her on a knockouts, knockdown. She lives in Florida. Yeah, it would be a little bit of a drive, I think, from Tampa to uh, 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 Orlando. But still, she, she's about as talented as they come. She's got a lot of skin in the game. And, you know, in, in light of the WWE kind of loosening up, on people that have years on them. And, of course, they're not holding it against you that you wrestled for, quote, the competition or that you wrestled on independence anymore. I think Mercedes Martinez should be a shoe-in. You know, she reminds me very much of, like, the path of a Samoa Joe or AJ Styles and whatnot and that uh, she has pretty much done what she can do on the independent circuit. And it's it's time man it's time it, it, even if she only shows up there for round 1 it's time she she deserves to be there and i you know i went on a little bit longer on mercedes martinez than i than i probably should have but I, I really believe in her as a talent uh next mickey knuckles who actually has been on a national platform before she was a tna knockout under the name of moose uh knuckles is somebody who I believe has definitely gotten better over the course of time that she has uh, wrestled. Uh, and hard to believe for a lot of people because I don't think there's a good chunk of people that have seen her work outside of a hard-hitting, hardcore, brawl-for-it-all type environment. She she is a willing participant in some nasty matches. I mean, I've, I've seen her just get slammed around on fluorescent light tubes and tacks, and uh, she probably took uh, Isis to Amazon maybe to the best match of her career, and that's that's saying something. Uh, she is a far better wrestler than she's given credit for. We actually do have a match where she didn't do any of the hardcore stuff. She wrestled against Jesse Bell Smothers in a, a, a basic technical wrestling match and i would encourage you to go uh to our youtube channel scan through the videos and look for that match mickey knuckles versus jesse bell smothers and you'll see what i'm what i'm talking about in that to say nothing of the fact that personality means a lot and we all know it means a lot in the wwe and if they're going to do this tournament they're probably i'm, I'm imagining going to do the same thing or at least close to what took place in the Cruiserweight Classic, where they got to draw interest. They got to get you interested in in the uh, the participants as quickly as possible. And that's probably going to involve them being sat down in front of a camera and, and explaining who they are and why they're doing what they're doing and what the tournament means to them, et cetera, et cetera. Mickey Knuckles is a good talker. Go back and check her on the uh, Resistance Pro where she's, she's talking about getting the championship back from uh, Crazy Mary Dobson. Coincidentally, who's also signed to WWE. I mean, they are cleaning out the independence now that I think about it. But uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, Knuckles also uh, allegedly, I'm not going to, you know, not going to break the kayfabe, brother. I'm not going to break that. But allegedly, she has performed underneath another guise uh, of Isabel Smothers, which is... Uh, 
a completely different personality. So we're, we're going to leave that as allegedly that's her. <laughs> I'll say that they, they look ex very much alike. They look they look a lot alike. But Knuckles has uh, more levels to her than she has ever given credit for. And she also, like Mercedes Martinez, has, has skin in the game. And she deserves to be there. Um, one other young lady who doesn't have nearly the years as the ones that I just mentioned, but probably, I think, has a good shot of going, Deanna Perrazzo. Perrazzo has been everywhere lately. She's been Ring of Honor. She's run the independent circuit. She was on uh, Impact Wrestling, both on pay-per-view and on the TV show. She, in fact, she was, as I'm recording this, she was just wrestling the returning uh, Brooke formerly Brooke Tessmacher, on their program. Uh, she was there on SmackDown. She, Perrazzo has made the rounds as a wrestler, and I don't think that you're going to get any better uh, young face to kind of go in there than that. I mean, she's, she's probably one of two that I could name. I'll get into the other one later. But uh, she already has essentially a foot in the door. She, she has gone back and forth. It, it will not shock me in the least to see Deanna Perrazzo make her appearance in that tournament, you know, explaining what it means and all that good stuff like that. And she is good. You know, she she continues. She has put herself full bore into being a wrestler. And what else can you say, man? That's what it's about. You, you got to – if you're going to go, you got to go all the way. And she's committed herself to it. And clearly it's been paying off. She's, you know, she's gotten paychecks from – the three essential promotions of the country, although Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling are a distant second and third away from WWE, but the fact of the matter is, is that they are the national platforms, and she's been on all of them. So her showing up for the, the tournament, probably very likely. Veda Scott, I do not know Veda Scott's contractual situation. I do not think that she's obligated to Women of Honor. I know she has wrestled with Women of Honor for quite a bit of time, and I think that she's a very talented young lady. Uh, certainly one of her better features is her ability to talk, and that is one of the primary reasons that I that have her listed. Scott, good wrestler, speaks for itself, but her personality shines when she's in front of a microphone. And I think having her again, if you're going to do it, and, and, you know, the network is about creating content, which is more or less we got to get stuff for TV. And if you can't make compelling TV, it's, got, it's going to be compelling in the ring. It has to end up being compelling in there, but it's also got to be compelling outside of it. I think Scott will be a good uh, addition to that nice, you know, a well-rounded young lady to to be in that that tournament, and I think she has the ability to kind of flip the crowd too. You know, <laughs> she she's uh she's good at what she does. We'll we'll leave it at that, and kind of move on. Ivelisse. Now I questioned putting Ivelisse on the the list because of Lucha Underground and her connections to Lucha Underground. Uh I know that the contracts that they have there more or less tie people up, but as I'm recording this, this may change by the time you know you hear this podcast. But as I'm recording this, 
I was understood that season four of Lucha Underground was up in the air. So that being the case with it being kind of iffy at the moment, is I think that she should go. And I think that she can go. She has certainly refined her act since the time that she was on Tough Enough. Since that point, we've seen her much like a Perazzo, although not in the, in the uh, same short span of time that she did. But we've seen her show up on Impact Wrestling. She did the gut check. Of course, that's following WWE's Tough Enough. And then, you know, she hits the independent circuit, and then she signed on to Lucha Underground, which, by the way, the thing that's going to be really pushing her for Lucha Underground is that it got to show acting chops. It, show, it showed that she is something else other than the body, other than the athlete inside the ring, it, you know, as, as far out as Lucha Underground is because they are not a typical wrestling company. They, they basically fall in line of we're just a TV show. And, I mean, they got dragons and demons and all sorts of stuff in there. And how can the WWE not like that? You know, they for a good long time, they didn't even want to consider themselves a wrestling product. We're not wrestlers. We don't wrestle. You know, yeah, just because we got a wrestling ring and we got wrestling boots and we got people that perform wrestling moves that make us wrestlers. That didn't, that never made no sense to me. But anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off on that. But for a long time the WWE did not want to make claim on being a wrestling promotion. But we're with TV with TV. We make TV. Well, how can you not have somebody like her? She has gone out of a I don't wanna say gone out of her way, but she's most definitely proved that she can deliver the goods in front of that camera. Now, I doubt that they're going to have a bunch of people acting and doing all this stuff during the women's tournament, but if they did, if it's a backstage interview, if they perform a uh, vignette or something like that, she, she can pull it off, and that means a lot. And, of course, the fact that she, as a, uh, as a wrestler, has done nothing but improve certainly isn't going to hurt. Speaking of Lucha Underground, Cobra Moon, or as you may know her on the independent circuit, Thunder Rosa. And I love that name. I've said it a couple of times. Uh, Thunder Rosa is a, 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 another very talented young lady. Same rules apply to her as they do for Ivelisse. You know, she's gotten a chance to kind of prove herself in front of the uh, camera. Uh, I'm not sure if she's back from Japan right now, but I know she and Holly Dead have traveled over to Japan, the, the Twisted Sisters, and they have been working it. To say nothing of the fact that they've been working it here in, in, in the U.S. on the independence. I mean, Rosa has grown by leaps and bounds. And, you know, I, I may be a little bit biased about that, but I also will say that having a Thunder Rosa that does give a more worldly presence. And I know that any tournament that they're doing at this point when they're saying we're getting the best of the best, they're going to want a worldly presence. They're going to want people from as many different portions of the uh, the world as they can possibly get. Tessa Blanchard. The name alone probably would indicate to you that she is a shoe-in to go into the, the uh, women's tournament. Not because she is untalented and, oh, we're just going to get her because she's a Blanchard. I, I, and I certainly do not want to stress that because I actually do not believe that's the case. But I think that she is a talented 
lady in the ring. Got to see her uh, work recently. And more importantly than that, I think the the name factor will only begin to come in when they want to get behind that camera and tell that story. That's where I think it's going to come in. I don't think it's going to be a big deal necessarily. Uh, let's hire her because she's a Blanche. Because if that were the case, she probably would be in the WWE by now. But give her credit where credit is due. She has gone and she has traveled. She has traveled the, the, the circuit and she has built up a name all on her own. And she practically was born into this business, not just because her father's Tully Blanchard, but her grandfather's Joe Blanchard and her stepfather's Magnum T.A. And she's been around the business for, you know, since birth. And her boyfriend, you know, uh, he's a wrestler. So she she's wrestling, wrestling, wrestling every which way that you turn. And, and, and it shows, you know, you can't. Uh, knock the fact that she is good at what she does and the fact that her last name is Blanchard you know although it it certainly will help in the storytelling aspect is not a defining factor but for the WWE's purposes and you know how they love to do their TV I think it will help but as we talk about characters uh, the undead bride Sue Young I think that speaks for itself if you're going to have a tournament, you got to have, you know, some weird, demented character, you know. And I'm sure at this point they may not want to play it up like she's their version of The Undertaker. But look, you know, they they, they had Finn Balor, and, you know, they, they, he had his little demon. And, it, and he got to sit down in front of the camera and explain it and, you know, give give you some some sort of rational reason as to why that demon worked for him. Opposed to back in the day, like, you know, when I was watching it, they would literally try to make you believe, oh, yeah, this dude came from the depths of hell. You know, they, they, they're not trying to do that necessarily right now. But I could really see Sue Young as her undead bride. And if you haven't seen it, you know, we, we have a trailer for her on our on our Facebook page. Again, a quick plug for us. Go there, click under the videos, scroll down and see it. Uh, her undead bride character has been tuned up. She, she, she has it down to a science now she we're not even going to bother going into her uh her wrestling skill set anybody that's been around and seen sue young if you're listening to this you already know sue young's talented that that's that's just a, a given but also the and i again kind of like tessa blanchard and i don't want to put it on to uh uh well it's about who you know but let's be honest who you know doesn't hurt uh, her significant other is Rich Swan, and again, I, I want to stress the fact that I don't want to make it sound like it's only because you know who you know, but there is a, a factor of there's somebody there that can at least put in the word for you, and it's not like putting in the word for somebody who has no talent. She has talent. She, you know, it, if the WWE were to pick Sue Young up. They're not going to regret it. I stand by that. They're not going to regret it. In the same light as uh, Candice LeRae. If they pick up Candice LeRae, who's next on the list, another very well-traveled young lady, they're not going to regret it. And she, and I I guess the next, actually the next two people that I had listed, they were all kind of grouped together, Tessa Blanchard, Sue Young, Candice LeRae, and one more after this. They all essentially have ties in the WWE 
in some relation, shape, you know, some way, shape, or form. In Candace LeRae's uh, uh, case, uh, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions. You know, he, he I believe they are married, Johnny Gargano. Mr. Wrestling, <laughs> you know, or Johnny Wrestling, I should say. So that is not going to hurt. And, again, LeRae can stand on her own two feet as a wrestler. Probably doesn't need... You know, Johnny to speak in for her any more than Su Young needs Rich to speak for her or you know or anything like that. They will do fine if they show up in that tournament. And I'm gonna say it is not gonna surprise me if either of them, Blanchard, Young, Larray, or my next one show up in there. And the next one being Ariel Monroe. Now, some of you may not know Ariel. Uh, I think you'd probably need to be ordering Queens of Combat. You know, you actually you probably it, Sexy Young Caramels. Google them. Ariel Monroe's part of that. But uh, she's been on the Queens of Combat. She's been on Shine. And, you know, she, she uh, another one that has uh, put in the time, put in the work, very, very talented, and also has a bit of an edge in that she has a connection within the, uh, the WWE. And the fact is, the fact of the matter is, she's already been on WWE television before. Now she hasn't gone on there in a uh, superstar capacity, let's say. And you know, now that I think about it, for that matter, Tessa Blanchard's been on WWE television already too. I forgot to mention that she she wasn't in there wrestling, but she was in the um, on Monday Night Raw in these let's call it skit where Cesaro and Sheamus. Just before they won the championship, before they won the tag team championships, and they were talking it over in the bar, and it was like, you know, we we were a great team, even when we didn't get along. Just imagine if we could. Uh, Blanchard was in that scene. So, you know, and that, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, and it wasn't a showcase of her skills uh, necessarily. But, of course, once you start getting your foot in the door, it, it does help. And getting back to Monroe, she's had her foot in the door. She has one step up on Blanchard in that regard, and that she actually was in the ring. Uh, she was, she was a uh, how can we say we, an enhancement talent for Nia Jax. She was there to make Nia look like a beast, and she did. <laughs> she she made her look like a beast. Made her like an unstoppable juggernaut. So that's one thing that Ariel has that you know, most of the ladies on this list, save for you know one or two, you know most of them don't have the experience that she has of being on Monday Night Raw in front of a Monday Night Raw crowd, you know, in a WWE ring. You know, most of them have been kind of smaller settings. You know, Mercedes, like I said, she was on Sunday Night Heat, but that was you know probably eight years ago when that happened if not longer. So Monroe, another one that I expect to see, that I hope to see on uh, in the uh, women's tournament. And, you know, the fact that she's kind of, her, her connection lies with Cedric Alexander doesn't hurt either. Um, a little bit of a more unlikely name is the Queen of Spades, Shanna Baszler. And I, Hope I'm saying her name right. That's how I pronounce it anyway. Shana or Shanna. Anyway, she is a, is a little bit of a, I can't say a wild card because she too has 
kind of connections within the industry. One of her biggest connections is that she is a UFC horsewoman, and you know how the WWE loves their co-branding. Um, I'm sure Ronda Rousey's stock within the WWE has dropped drastically considering the uh, uh, the devastating bout that she took against Nunez recently. Uh, so I don't know if they would want to have Baszler in there because, hey, you know, you're, you're one of the horsewomen. Let's see if we can work out something and have Rousey with you. But on her own merit – she has gone in and she has started wrestling. I believe she won a championship at PWG, if, if I'm not mistaken. She has gone over to Japan for the stardom promotion. And, uh, of course, her style fits in great over there because she's, she's hard-hitting. And she is, is pushing the limit, man. You know, And the only thing that I would think that would stop her from kind of getting into that is if she's not back in the States by the time that tournament kicks off. Because even though she's more or less about a year into her wrestling career, having her there, she is still a name. I don't, you know, I don't care that she's not the she's she's not the wrestler that the other the latest that have been listed. It's not the wrestler that Mercedes Martinez is, or Mickey Knuckles, or Prazo, or you know anybody else that I've listed so far. And that's only because she hasn't had that kind of time. And you know, to kind of really get it down and, and get the psychology, but she's but she's good and she's she's learning. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, the only reason I don't see her getting into it is she's not back in the states by the time that the tournament kicks off. But she is a name. She has a a fan base, and having her there will more than likely draw some eyeballs to see what she's going to do if she's applied in that tournament. And we know the WWE is all about selling that network. And if they can have somebody who is a celebrity of sorts, because she is a sports celebrity, if they can have somebody in that tournament that they can kind of exploit and say, hey, look at that. We, you know, we got UFC fighter, Queen of Space, Shanna Baszler, you know, competing in this wrestling tournament. You better believe they're going to exploit it to the hilt, and so for that reason alone, I think that she belongs in this uh, in this listing. Uh, the hardcore anime, Lefisto, I think she is another top pick to get into the WWE Women's Tournament. At least I hope she is, largely because she falls under the same category in my view as uh, Mercedes Martinez and Mickey Knuckles, in that. Here's somebody that has literally kind of given their body to wrestling on the independent circuit and not, you know, not on a large scale been recognized for it yet. If there is ever a time for somebody like a Lefisto to get recognized among the other women that I've just named, now's it. Not now is the time. I'm hard pressed to say that if they don't get into it now, then they're probably not ever gonna. And you know, that kind of hurts to say because you always want to believe that there's the option. You always want to believe that there's the chance. But uh, I would like to see Lefisto at least get get that shot. She, much like Mickey Knuckles, they're, they're kind of similar in style in that they are willing to do the hardcore stuff if they want the hardcore stuff. Now, the WWE, by no stretch of the imagination, is going to go hardcore in this women's tournament. They may have some hard-headed matches, and they may – take it outside the ring and use a steel chair or trash can, but nothing close, nothing close to what these ladies have done 
previously. I mean, knuckles over tubes and tacks and barbed wire. Lefisto basically has done the same thing. That they're not going to ask them to come anywhere close to that. And the fact that they were willing to do that already pushes them past the point of, are you willing to t- you know take this type of bump in a uh, WWE environment? And yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to be a resounding yes. It's probably light work for Lefisto to even you know deal with that. Um, two wild card picks for me in this uh, this this tournament. Uh, the first one being Kara Hogan. Kara Hogan falls in line of uh, the same category, in my view, as Deanna Perrazzo. She's a young lady who has. Well, first off, she's already been down to the performance center. She she had gone down and she'd done the tryout, um, which has been publicly admitted. You know, I did the interview for that. I go onto the site, look at our introducing series, and she talks about it in, in that uh, particular interview. But um, it wouldn't shock me to see her show up in the tournament at all. Uh, she has been extremely dedicated to getting her name out there. And in a relatively short amount of time, again, like Deanna Perrazzo, she has worked up enough of a name to where she's probably on tap to be one of the next top lady independent wrestlers. So even if she doesn't go into the WWE Women's Tournament, we all know that that tournament is going to get some new hires. They're going to pull some ladies in there. And they're, you know, even if they don't win or they, they have a good showing, they're probably going to have some ladies get hired off of this. So the the end or the trickle down result of that is that the independents are going to open up. They're going to open up to a lot of women out there. They're going to open up to a lot of ladies that are looking to, you know, stretch their wings and be the next uh, Kimberly's and uh, Lovelace and so on and so forth. Andrea, the ones that's gonna you know pick up the, become the big names on the independent circuit. And I would dare say that if Hogan does not get into the tournament, and and I fully believe that she's probably gonna go, but if she doesn't get there, then you better believe that Shine Shimmer WSU. She's already ch- challenging for the spirit title in WSU. But she, she's going to be working that independent circuit hard. And that, that is a fact. <laughs> that, that is going to happen. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I have her as a wild card pick. Second wild card pick for the tournament, Casey Carlisle, former NWA Women's World Champion Casey Carlisle, who has uh, been about as hard-hitting as it come. I mean, I've seen some downright mean and nasty matches from her, and not necessarily because they were – hardcore or they you know pulled out chairs and pipes and whatever the heck else you might think she's just a hard-hitting rustler i go and search some of her stuff out it didn't necessarily have to be under my channel but just go search some of her stuff out she's taking she you can hear the thuds you can hear it when she cracks somebody across the back i mean it's, it's just or kick somebody in the face it is brutal and she, I mean, she's good at what she does. I think that goes without saying. She wouldn't have been the world's champion necessarily without it. But that, along with the fact that she probably was the first of the uh, the touring women's world champions that the NWA had in many years, kind of brought the title back up. Good promo, 
good in the ring. Go watch the uh, uh, the match with her and the Black Widow that are listed under the uh, Ladies Night Out on our channel. It is the main event. You can kind of fast forward to that. But her and Black Widow, they, they had a, a very, very hard-hitting match, and that is that is the match that I stand on as far as Carlisle being a wild-card pick. She, she's somebody that should get in that tournament, too. She, she's got some skin in the game. Not, you know, not that I really sit and think about it. She's got time, and having her in that, not going to hurt. Honorable mentions. These are the people that I would like to see in the tournament, but for one reason or another, I – I'm kind of hesitant to say that they would go, uh, not because of lack of ability and not because uh, uh, contract. Well, one of them actually is contractual, but not because of lack of ability or dislike them or mostly contractual situations. In fact, a lot of them I do like, but I think that there are uh, personal issues, life issues, things like that that may not allow them to go if, if if that makes sense for you and I guess it will as I as I go into it uh Chelsea Green I would really like to see participate in that tournament so for whatever reason she kind of reminds me of a Michelle McCool and Michelle McCool gets a bad rap sometimes <laughs> she gets a bad knock sometimes that oh she wasn't good you know yeah and I get it you know she was there during that divas era and and all that stuff and and she hung around with a girl that couldn't rustle a lick you know Layla but but giving credit where credit is due, considering where she started and where she ended, she actually wound up as a good wrestler. Now, and I think Chelsea only reminds me of that physically speaking. She, you know, she kind of has the same physical stature as uh, as Michelle McCool. But uh, I have seen her, and she's, you know, she, she's a Lance Storm graduate, man. That that should speak for itself. And she also, much like Basler, has gone and uh, done the, the tour of Japan and all that good stuff like that. Unfortunately, I think she, as being a contracted, well, contract contracted would be loose, but being a wrestler under Impact Wrestling as Laurel Van Ness probably puts her out of the running right now. Uh, <clears throat> Dementia the Rose, somebody who has great character development. Problem being is uh, I don't know how willing the WWE is to take in stuff that they don't own first off or they can't get ownership to and i'm not entirely sure how uh willing she would be to allow dementia the rose to become a wwe product i mean i i know that they just like andrea you know they, they don't refer to her as andrea anymore she she essentially put that name to the side and went by her her actual given name to uh uh, be part of WWE. So Andrea is is no more. I think she's. I can't remember Mary. Gil, I can't remember her last name right now. <laughs> so sorry. I don't. I don't have that in front of me. But all of that to say, uh, I think that's one factor that works against her. But let's say, for the sake of argument, that Dimension Rose is perfectly willing to to give up the Dimension Rose name. I also kind of worry about that she hasn't ran the circuit enough for them and the WWE can be quite picky at times they you know she's had a, a good run in Atlanta she's had a good run in California and uh up through the Midwest doing the girl fight series and, and you know this has probably been her best year 
But uh, basing it on the names that I've already listed, I don't know if they would want to have people of similar styles there. And if we're, we're going to assume that the names that I have on this list were going there already, you already have a Mickey Knuckles, you already have a Lufisto. So that would make it somewhat difficult for a Dimension Rose. However, I will say it would be awesome to see if the WWE got them into the rows in there and they got Mickey Knuckles and they had them re, I don't want to say redo the match, but if they had a, a rematch of the match that Dementia and I have basically called her coming out party. The match that she had against Mickey Knuckles brought her to the forefront. That is where she tapped into her inner crazy. That is the match that made Dementia the Rose who she is. And, you know, I, I can only say that I wish that she had that match earlier in her wrestling career because can you imagine how far along she would be right now if that match had happened five years ago? Rock and Roll Roxy. Another young lady who I think probably should be there. She, she's an honorable mention. Very talented. Very good in the ring. Difference being with, with Roxy is that she kind of reminds me of uh, a young lady I just interviewed not all that long ago, Callista, in that I think that she has she's comfortable where she is and how she does it and not really stressed about, I got to get to the WWE. It's not, it's not her end-all, be-all in life. Uh, she has a, a job that she enjoys. <laughs> she wrestles when she wants to wrestle. She has a family. And having those things kind of makes it difficult for you just to up and leave and decide, all right, well, I'm going to go work WWE. Now, the other side of that coin is that it's not like she's the only woman out there who has kids, okay? It's not like she's the only person that has a family, and if she goes to WWE, she has to put it aside. Now, the problem with the WWE is that the WWE has to be first, and I'm not entirely sure that she's willing to let the WWE be first. But the plus side is that if she were going to go, it could just be for that tournament, and that would be great. You know, she could she could go down there and maybe do just a first round just to have her name out because, believe me, if she gets into the tournament, if any of these ladies get into the tournament and they don't sign to the WWE, it's only going to improve their stock overall. So, you know, it's a win-win. If you, if you manage to get in there, even if you leave in the first round, you can always – kind of stand on the fact that I was in the WWE Women's Tournament, and that's going to carry weight on the independent circuit. Uh, Super Pereira. Very much influenced by the hurricane, as you may tell with the gimmick and being a comic book lover and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, again, I think I said it about Kerry Hogan. I said it about Dimension Rose. You know, these are people that I've uh, talked to, you know, personally. There is a strong dedication there. And within the last calendar year, she's probably had the best wrestling career of her life. I mean, you know, the best year of her wrestling career, I should say. Gone out to Mexico, Canada, uh, the Northeast, Midwest, Florida. I mean, she, this, is, this is probably the single most travel that she has put on her, you know, her wrestling card, so to say. But uh, I don't know if they are going to want to do the gimmicks. They haven't really given me the the impression that they would like to go into the character 
based wrestling just at this moment. Uh, the honorable mention being is that I, she may be able to just trim that superhero thing off and, and go there anyway. I, I, uh, even if she just shows up in the cape and they don't uh, kind of acknowledge it as Super Pereira, I think it, it would be cool that she would get to go and be in that tournament. But just basing it on the, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, basing it on the uh, UK tournament, we haven't really seen them pick and grab uh, people who have had a gimmick attached to them or a huge gimmick. Um Again, Sue Young was a little bit of a a, uh, a pass in that regard because she, you know, the undead bride thing that that's that's a complete gimmick right there. But uh, I I think that if they were going to do it, they're probably going to lean more towards serious and threatening opposed to entertainment at this stage. Now, if it goes to Monday Night Raw, that's a different issue. The network is probably is more designed for the wrestling fan. Monday Night Raw, they're trying to appeal to everybody. They're trying to get uh, people from, you know, kids that try to sell toys. Super Prayer is designed to, to, to appeal to kids. She's designed to sell toys. That character on that platform, awesome. Uh, you know, I think if she just toned it down for the for the sake of the tournament, she'd be fine. So honorable mention to Super Prayer. Would love to see her participate in that uh, tournament as well. Uh, the last one that I'm going to go in here is the uh, – the last pure athlete, Jordan Grace, uh, another lady who um, very young in the business. I mean, she, she I don't know, gosh, I should, well, a lot of them are young that I just named, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think a good chunk of these are past 25, actually, so now that I, now that I think about it. But um, a, lot of, a lot of effort given in by, by Grace, and she has had a complete body transformation. If you've seen her from uh, year one of her wrestling career opposed to now, wow. <laughs> just, just go onto her Facebook page and scroll through and look at something. And, and don't be no perv and start, you know, picking through pictures and dropping lines and saying I love you and all this other crap that you see people do to these ladies on a regular basis. But uh, just scroll through and look at some of the, the – the pictures that she had to, that shows her her transformation. Now that's dedication. She, I mean, she's she's lost weight, and now she has uh, pushed herself to living the gimmick of being the last pure athlete, and she she has stressed herself. I mean, she's a pretty toned, muscular young lady, and I, I think that she would do well in that tournament. Also, only thing that would in my view, kind of work against her is kind of the same thing that I would put for uh, some of these other ones, save for Rock and Roll Roxy and, and Chelsea, is that I don't know if they have gone out enough and, and connected with the right people. And that's probably what I should say. You know, gone out enough and connected with the right people. Because a lot of that is going to be built on that. I mean, the WWE has feelers out there, but there's only so many independents that they can hit. There's only so many uh, promotions that they can actually sit there. All right, let's let's see this person perform and and all that good stuff. Now, all of that being said, you know there there is one other option that they, that they have. I mean, you can always go to the WWE site and kind of and put yourself in 
through that because you know they they always accept it that way. They, now you you probably get lost in the show because I'm sure they get bombarded with this stuff regularly by every possible conceivable wrestler underneath the sun that wants to get a contract with WWE. But if they have not come out to you, if you haven't built a name on the independent circuit, if they don't know you that way, if it isn't because uh, your your name carries such value and such weight on the independent circuit, but you but you're good and they just you know you just haven't had the platform to do it yet, you know uh, this is to any independent wrestler go search their website. Their website does have an entry point where you just go on there and kind of type your name and what you do and all that good stuff like that. And I think you got to have some headshots and so on and so forth. So if you haven't gotten headshots, that that's another thing. If you ain't got that yet, go get some. Go get some professional headshots done. Don't just sit in the mirror and do the selfie thing. Go, go get somebody that can, with a camera that can actually take spend spend the 20 to 30 bucks, maybe 50, and, and get some, some nice ones that they're going to want to look at. Headshots, full body, and the, the whole nine yards. Uh, have some good matches that they can link to. See, that's that's another thing, and I, and I do want to say, and I'm and I'm not going to sit here and try to make it sound like, oh yeah, the, you know, places, pages like mine or channels like mine have uh, gotten people more notice, but I will say that it is nice to have quality production behind your matches that uh, help get you notice. Know, it makes it easier to sit through and watch. So, all of that to say. To, you know, for the honorable mentions that I have, and the and the dozens and dozens and dozens that I have not mentioned, and 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 because it's too many, it's just there's too many that I like that I could sit here and name. Uh, to those that may not have that that instantaneous connection, that that phone call away that you can just be like, hey, you know, I want to I want a shot in the tournament. Uh, the website probably is the next best option that you can get, opposed to hearing that they're going to be at Evolve or something like that and showing up. So that's it. That is the uh, the list of the uh, ladies that I think should be in the uh, WWE Women's Tournament. I look forward to seeing the tournament. I think is you know kind of excited for it. It should be great to, to see those ladies get to wrestle on a on a large platform like that. And like I said before, even if they don't get a contract to wrestle with the WWE permanently, look what it will do for that. You know, potentially for their career, they probably will be able to. You know command that much more money on the independence because if the WWE said that, you know, we're good, <laughs> then we're good and you should pay. So uh, here's to those ladies. I hope that you that everybody that I said, and I mean everybody, the uh, the ones that I listed before, the honorable mentions, uh, the wild card picks, I hope every last one of them are able to get in that tournament and earn themselves a, a, a good spot one way or the other. So that's all I'm going to go into today, folks. Thanks for listening to this tournament. Thank you for supporting the Women's Pro Wrestling Network and all its endeavors. Uh, thank you for watching the videos, listening to the podcast, watching the introducing series. Those have been fun. And we're looking to make some more of those um, very soon. If you haven't had the option, please uh, stop by again, WPNWrestling.com. Uh, your support on our various platforms means a lot helps us continue doing what we're doing and uh, uh, we're trying to get to a point that we can uh, produce some extra stuff. You know, that, that's, that's always the key, trying to get to that next level of being able to do some extra things. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to pay some of these ladies to have some original matches right here on this channel. Matter of fact, 
If, uh, if there's something that you like and you're listening to this and you're relatively interested, drop a line or send me a direct message or something like that. If you want to see us produce some actual uh, original content, you know, matches, not just matches that we, that we report on. A lot of that is what we do. But uh, if you want to see us, like, literally rent out a building, get a wrestling ring, hire people and, and had the matches, uh, drop us, send a, send a message over to me. Uh, you know, I'm just curious. Just curious of who's uh, interested and who's not. And uh, as far as the other ladies that you would like to see in the tournament or anybody that overlooked, uh, list it below. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we will see you on the next go round. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.